Today's episode is all about testimonials. So if you enjoy the conversation when you're done listening, be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about getting people to talk about you. Let's face it, we can all use raving fans singing our praises, but how do you get testimonials and what do you do with them once you get them? Well, those are the questions I'm going to get my guest, Erin Olilla, to answer for me. Erin is a copywriting coach, wordslinger, and wing woman. No matter what you call her, Erin's job is to step in and show the world just how incredible her clients truly are. With over 15 years of publishing experience and MFA in creative writing, she gets what it takes to ideate, create, and implement smart SEO, website copy, and strategic content campaigns. When she's not cheering on creatives and service-based entrepreneurs or hosting the Talk Copy To Me podcast, you can catch her indulging in ice cream and spending her time with her family in Southeast Massachusetts. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited because I think testimonials or marketing gold. But the trick is, how do you cultivate them? How do you get people to talk about you? Oh, that is such a good question. So as a website copywriter, I kind of became a little obsessed with testimonials because one, I found my clients either did not have them or two, they weren't using them in a way that worked best for their business. So the real question comes down to two things that you just brought up sourcing testimonials and then using testimonials. The best way to source testimonials is to make it part of your process. So it's not the end result or the deliverable when you ask for your clients to share kind words. It is the questions that you're asking them throughout the entire time you're working with them. So the easy way to implement that is to start asking them right away throughout your process. Like, what am I doing well? What could use improvement? And I think people always question when I say things like what could use improvement because it seems like you're asking for help on how to change things. But really what you'll find is you're able to get goldmine information of here's where I need to adjust things. It could be as simple as making your welcome package a little bit more clear. So that way when you're working with your clients, they're able to know what's going to happen at each like step of the process. And then when you make those adjustments, you are resetting the client experience during your project and you have key data on how to adjust projects in the future. So ask questions throughout the process. And if you are just starting now and you're like, well, what about all of my previous clients? This is going to sound simple and common sense, and I don't mean to dumb this down in any way, but literally just go back to them and say, hey, we didn't talk too much about what it was like to work with me when we worked together. I'd really love it if I could have you either fill out this quick form with just a few questions or maybe get on a 10-minute call and and answer my questions at that point. So that's a great way to work with previous clients as well as work with the clients that you're working with right now to get great social proof. So you just blew through so many great suggestions. I want to recap. The first is really going through the process and asking people because sometimes 
they're going to say, no, everything is fine. It's all going well. And getting them to just verbalize that and remind themselves that they're having a good time working with you is great. And if they do have something that's not quite right, being able to proactively get in there before you've had three, six, nine months of working with this client and making those adjustments is a great strategy for your process improvement. Absolutely. And then the other one is I love the idea of going back and re-reaching out and reconnecting with old clients. Yeah. In the copywriting world, a lot of the times that our my clients would be familiar with this term would be voice of client research, which uh, VOC research is super valuable. What it tells you is how to speak to potential future clients, your audience. It tells you what your clients need. But I think there is a missing gap that people don't consider when it comes to VOC research, and that is getting information about your business, right? It's not just marketing. And when I say that, I mean testimonial sourcing. So if we're able to get on a call or even just send out a form to previous clients and ask them about the process, about maybe what made you stand out against your competitors, all of those types of questions, you can then use that data in your own business. And the great thing is when you ask the questions of your former clients in a way that is organized, so you're collecting the right information, not only could you get like a one or two sentence testimonial, but you could potentially build that out into a case study, which is even more valuable when it comes to what you're putting on your website and your blog content. You're going to get SEO juice of having a longer form article, and you're going to get the social proof that's actually really valuable. I think... We're all as consumers, whether it's, you know, B2C, B2B, a little bit tired of, I made $45,000 million overnight in just by blinking my eyes and twirling around in a circle, right? Those kind of testimonials are more generic and we're tired of them. We know that they are slanted. Even, you know, even like some great information could be slanted and we just want to really see what people feel about working with a business owner. Um, I had done some Edelman research for the product that I had created for testimonials. And what it told me is that 81% of consumers want to read reviews before they even make any decision about where they'll purchase from because they Mm -hmm. need to be able to trust the brand or business. So it isn't even so much about the review. It's about building trust. And when we Mm -hmm. have short testimonials. It's those tiny reminders that, yes, I can trust this person. But when we build them out into a case study, it is a full-on story about the trust that they have, um, that consumer had when when they worked with you. You keep doing this to me. I love it. You, you hit multiple things that I really don't want to just slide by. The first is that idea of how many people read reviews and the fact that they are more likely to open their wallet on the word of a complete stranger yes. rather than the company that is providing the service. There's something about that third-party endorsement that makes people feel that it's trustworthy. But then the other thing with those case studies that I really love, and customers always ask, have you ever worked with someone like me? Yeah. Have you ever worked with someone who had a problem like mine? And those testimonials are just such a wonderful way when they're in case study form 
form. Agreed. To really go, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. And the sale, the salesperson in me is like, oh, I love that. And there's so much that goes into that about authenticity as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that is such a word that's thrown around so much in marketing. Like, I want to be authentic. I want to show up authentically in my business. Well, when we present a case study in a way that's storified, that we're building up the client as a real, actual, authentic business, we're building up the project as something that truly happened, a way that we can show transformation, that's how we actually use authenticity in our business. It's Mm -hmm. not this, you know, pseudo marketing term that we can all just put on our authentic hat and show up for work that day. (laughs) But if we're presenting a case study in a way that's shared as a story of point A to point B and how that all took place, that does wonders for building trust. And it does wonders for showing you as a service provider that's the expert. You know, when I do website work with my clients, there's a lot of back and forth of how can I make myself like look like an expert without showing off? And case studies Mm -hmm. really have that beauty of doing that for you. Absolutely. So we've talked about testimonials as giving you credibility on your website, as giving you the source material for your SEO. What else can I do with these case studies or even some of the short testimonials to get some additional value from them? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I don't want to sound generic, but testimonials can be used anywhere. There's like party party emojis on that one right now. Um, One, they're simple as social proof in social media. You know, Everyone will ask me, well, I don't know what to say on social. Like, I'm not a social media user. Well, that's okay. Share your testimonials. It could be as simple as making a visual like graphic of them, or it could say, share the testimonial and then explain why that was important in this specific project. It's Social media testimonials are kind of like mini case studies, if you want to look at it from that perspective. Uh, Then again, I'm not going to review them because we talked about them, but the case studies on your own website could be blog content. It could be a portfolio type of content for your website. Then think about emails. So emails themselves could have a testimonial built into them, especially if you're selling something. You know, it's a sales sequence. But even if you're not, don't forget to put them in there. They could be the PS in an email about if you're talking about a specific type of work you could do. The PS could be like, you know, not sure if you could also get this type of result. Well, here's how my client Sally did this. And then it's Sally's own words. Um, Testimonials can also be used in your proposals. And I highly suggest people put them there because I see them there so little. If you think of a proposal as a continuing of that sales conversation, there's no better place for social proof than in a place where you're actually doing the selling and you're explaining in details. And then, you know, other places, your welcome guides, an offboarding guide that you share with clients, it's, it's, they can be used as well in the forms where you request testimonials. That sounds silly, but I know one of the big reasons why people don't get them is their clients don't know what to say. So if they see a few examples of what other people say, they're going to feel more confident in sharing that, their own testimonial with you. Awesome. Erin, I could talk to you forever, but I'm going to put a pin in it here. I'm going to recommend several things. Number one, if you have enjoyed listening to Erin and want to know more about her, I'm going to have a link to her podcast in the show notes. Listen to it and then leave a testimonial. Thank you. Erin, thanks so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lorraine. 
If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.